0: I really think ministers do great harm when they print things like send me your prayer request on their envelopes. You should be praying. You should be the one who understands faith in God. They should teach you that instead of soliciting your prayer request. The solicitation of prayer requests by ministers is a fundraising gimmick usually. The advertising agencies that are behind ministers even recommend that they put on their materials, send me your prayer request. At one point in time, I attended Robert Tilton's church in Farmers Branch, Texas, a uh, word of faith. God put me on radio by giving me three words, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS, in the night as I was sleeping. It was like a very loud trumpet blew in my ear, those three words, and I jumped out of bed and wrote KWJS on a notepad on the side of my bed so that I would not get those letters mixed up. The next day, I looked up KWJS and found it was a radio station. I felt certain it had to be call letters to either radio or television. I said to God, are you showing me to go on radio? And I said, I wouldn't know how to do that. Immediately to my mind came information from the Holy Spirit in the form of a thought. I heard, "Call the radio station manager. So that morning I called the radio station manager at KWJS and I said to him, God might be showing me to go on radio. How would you do that? He said, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long. Send it to me and if you fit our broadcasting, we will offer you a contract. That same morning I got my tape recorder and recorded a a 29-and-a-half-minute-long tape and mailed it that same day to the radio station manager at KWJS. Within five days, I was on radio broadcasting exhortations to the church. That is exactly what we do. We, as individuals, pray. Whether you're a minister or an individual, you pray. One time Marilyn Hickey said this to me, She said, Joan, please, would you pray that Michael Ellison, who was her advertising agent, would you please pray that Michael Ellison will approve my going on television? I did not pray. She did go on television, but I did not pray. I'm not going to pray that Michael Ellison will approve her going on television. She never mentioned God approving her going on television. That's where we ought to be praying is to God. And we pray ourselves rather than asking other people. Our faith should be in God. Our faith should be in the subject of prayer itself. Let's look at 1 John chapter 5 for a moment. Verse 14 the Apostle John said to the church, and this is the confidence that we have in God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hear us whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of Him. In 20... 18, December 2018, I fell at my house in Texas. I lived alone at that house. I was about six feet from a telephone. I had a broken hip and a broken wrist. I turned onto the side of the good hip and began to try to crawl to the telephone, but I couldn't move. I could move maybe a quarter of an inch and then the pain was so bad I would just have to stop. And I think I would have died there had it not been for one thing. I heard a word from God and that word was, quote, you can do this, quote. So I began inching my way to the area where there was a telephone on top of a table, figuring that if I could get under the table, I could pull on the phone cord and cause the phone to fall off the table and get to the handset and make a phone call for help. It took me four and a half hours to inch my way to that telephone. I did reach it, but when I pulled on the cord, the phone receiver just squirted off somewhere in the room, and I never saw it again. But there was a Kindle tablet under the table. If I could get my hands on the Kindle tablet, I might be able to send an email asking for help. I did get to the Kindle tablet. I sent an email to our church group, which said, Fallen, help, send ambulance. Pam Paget in Colorado Springs, 450 miles from where I lived in Texas, got the message. She realized she couldn't call 911 in Lubbock, so she called the Lubbock Police Department and got them to send an ambulance. As the ambulance workers were rolling me past the front door, I heard these words from God, by his spirit. You'll never see this house again. It didn't matter to me. It was obvious to me that God had a new plan for me. I really didn't know whether I would live or die. I really didn't pray to live or die. I knew the best thing would happen for me and that God would work it out. I just knew this, whether I lived or died. I put the house up for sale while I was in the hospital. I was in the hospital two and a half months in rehab hospitals. I put the house up for sale. One of our church members said, I don't see how you can do that. And I said to her, I have heard from God that I will never see this house again. That's how. This woman did not understand faith in God. In fact, she often asked me for prayer. Her faith was in me, but it wasn't in the in the fact that she could go directly to God. I tried for 39 years to get her to turn to God. She eventually was removed from our church group. You can destroy yourself by depending on other people. You can absolutely destroy yourself. You might even lose your own soul by putting your faith in a minister. Your faith has to be in God. I believe these ministers contribute to lack of faith by asking you to send their prayer you their prayer request, them your prayer request. That's not building your faith in God. That's building your faith in them. And it's usually a fundraising gimmick. My own agent that was Robert Tilton recommended him he, at the time I was at Bob's church. He said, Joan, you need to get in touch with Michael Ellison Advertising Agency because they can do you a lot of good. So I contacted Michael Ellison Advertising Agency and they took me as a client and my agent, the man assigned to represent the ministry, said to me, just one thing, Joan, we want you to put on your envelopes these words, send me your prayer requests. I said, I don't want to do that. It shocked him. He said, you don't? And I said, no, they should pray. And he said to me, well, you're missing a good bet because... When they put a prayer request in the envelope, they usually put some money in with it. It was a fundraising gimmick. ABC Primetime Live in 1991, November 1991, did an expose about Robert Tilton. He had a television program that was all across the United States. He had radio programs. He was said to be the fastest growing minister in the United States. They did a investigation. He was asking people to send him their prayer requests and he was using very strong tactics to twist money out of his television audience. And using scriptures, I know what he did because I was in his church. He would use scriptures to try to make you think that if you didn't give offerings, your prayers wouldn't be answered or you would not get what you needed from God. I heard it many times. He also taught that if you gave money, you would receive a hundredfold return on the money you gave. He misused that scripture terribly. Because that scripture concerns following God, not giving offerings to human beings. It has nothing to do with giving offerings. But Bob preached that. Later, one of his own church members tried to sue him in the United States court for fraud. Because this man had given him a considerable amount of money and got nothing for his return. It was a terrible situation, but according to ABC, Bob was taking in $80 million a year on fundraising. The people would send their prayer requests to his church address in Farmer's Branch, Texas, which is just outside of Dallas. The post office was instructed to forward the prayer request to a bank in Tulsa, Oklahoma the bank employees were assigned to open the envelopes sent to Robert Tilton to deposit the money and throw the prayer request away. And ABC News found hundreds of prayer requests thrown away in the dumpster in the back alley. And they showed the cameras on it. When that aired, his following reduced so much that the offerings went down from $80 million a year to $2 million a year, which is still a lot of money. Bob's entire church was destroyed. He ended up, he and his wife divorced. He remarried. She sued him, the second wife, and they divorced and then he married a third wife and finally he gave up his ministry, which by then was in Florida and bought a hotel in Culver City, California, according to the report on Wikipedia about Robert Tilton. The whole thing was destroyed. They even tore the church building down in Farmers Branch, Texas to build a youth hockey center. There is no evidence that a church ever met at that location. That's how it was destroyed. You can't live the way these ministers live and not suffer loss, either now in this life or later on. So many of them are fraudulent, and they try to steal from you. There even is a scripture which says they make merchandise of you. We'll look at that. It is in 2nd Peter chapter 2. Peter says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord the word that bought them, and bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you they're basically trying to get your money we see it constantly it's really a terrible thing back to the subject of you pray at church every Sunday Bob had prayer lines and Oh, a mass of people went forward for prayer. It was just terrible to see. These are people who couldn't get, apparently, what they wanted by praying, and they put their faith in him. I was speaking at a little church in San Angelo, Texas once. The pastor called for people to come forward who wanted prayer, and then I was a little shocked he asked me to go down this line and pray for these people. Well, I don't like doing that at all. But I got to this one woman, and something just came over me like the Holy Spirit. I said to her, and what is it that you want? And she said, oh, Oz just wants more of the Lord. And I said, now look, God will tell me what you are doing and she jumped up and waved her hands in the air and said oh no Lord don't tell her <laughs> well the whole church just broke up in laughter it was just a little church but they all knew her her sins weren't hidden from anybody but me and God revealed them to me that's how phony these religious things are I hate them I hate this phony religion stuff. I don't like to receive prayer requests. Every once in a while, somebody will send me a prayer request. I just don't know what to do with it. Even when I turn to God with an individual prayer request and say, Is there anything you want me to say to this person? I don't hear anything. So I just don't answer it and don't pray. Once in a while, individuals will send requests for prayer, which most of the time I don't answer anything and I don't pray. I did not ask them to send prayer requests to me. In fact, on the home page, on the right-hand side of the home page, There is an information sheet where I tell them if you are wanting to ask for prayer requests, you pray. And I take them to scripture, such as the one in 1 John 5, which says, If you pray according to the will of God, He will answer your prayers. You pray. Don't put your faith in ministers or other people. You pray. God might specifically from time to time have you go to another person when you are committing a fault that you can't control. If you are being overwhelmed with sexual desires and you can't control them, He might have you go to another person and ask for prayer but that's a fault confess your faults not your sins one to another it's just something that's overwhelmed you and you you can't get control of it and you need temporary help now that could happen but to just send these people prayer requests because you don't have faith to pray is a sin that 's just a sin on both parts, a sin for you not to have faith to pray, and a sin for that minister to request prayer request to make prayer request and solicit them as a fundraising gimmick. I tell you there's so much evil that goes on in churches and ministries and individuals in churches that it is Abominable and sad to see. There are so many hidden motives. I have had emails from men who have said they are ministers. Twice this happened to us. And they came to us under the guise of a minister when all they wanted from us was merchandise. They wanted us to buy computers for them. Both of them did. Strangely enough, both of these men were from the Philippines. I don't say the Philippines are all bad any more than France is all bad. But it's just everywhere in churches. We get constant requests for money from these so-called ministers. They will tell us things like, I'm building a home for the aged," I'm building a school for orphans. We're taking care of orphans. We are uh, handing out Bibles at all our meetings. Send us money. I don't send money. These men are doing works of themselves, of their own ideas. They were not authored by God, and I know it because when God has told me to do something, there's always been the money there to pay for it. One minister. I told him he was he was trying to share my teachings with his church group. At least that's what he said he was doing. And he said, I need a projector to be able to share your teachings with my church. And I just kind of sat there and I heard something from God. And here's what I told that minister. In Matthew 11 it says God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. Therefore, if it is difficult for you to share my teachings with your church group, stop trying to share them and just speak the Bible. I knew he was trying to con me into sending him a projector and he finally came out in the open and said, if you have an old computer you're not using, please send it to me. And I told him, go get a secular job and save money and buy your own computer. He wrote me and said, oh, he said, I'm a full-time minister. I can't, do, I can't go get a secular job. Well, Paul did. The apostle Paul was a tent maker, and he supported himself. If you're going to work for a so-to-speak ministry that doesn't pay you any salary, then you're going to have to support yourself. I support myself. We only have five people who contribute money at all, and we have all we need. We don't even need your money. If you're wanting to give to somebody who needs your money, you'll have no trouble finding someone who needs your money. These ministers are delighted to take your money. You give money because you're so grateful to God for what he has done to you and for you. That's the reason we give. We do not give because we feel guilty. And some minister makes us feel guilty. For not giving. We give because we're so grateful to God for our salvation. But many ministers do extort money from the church. And the apostle Paul told us in 1 Corinthians 5 that if any man who is called a brother is an extortioner, don't keep company with that man. Don't even eat with him. Depart from him. Put him away from you, for he's a wicked person. And that is true. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 5. So you are the one who must build your faith in God answering your prayers by looking at the scriptures on the subject of prayer. For example, James chapter 1, verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given him. That's a promise. Look at that verse of scripture until you can believe it and then pray. And you need to know the will of God. Is it God's will? Back at the beginning of this broadcast, I was telling you about having that accident at my house in Texas, and as they rolled me past the front door of my house, I heard from the Holy Spirit, you'll never see this house again, so I put the house up for sale. It didn't sell for a year and a half. It did not sell. I prayed often over this, and here's how I prayed. God, I know it is your will for this house to sell because you told me I would never see that house again. I do not need a house in Texas that I'm never going to see again. Please help us to sell this house. Well, in a year and a half it did sell. But I had to have faith in God for a year and a half concerning that house in Texas. And it was hard. The yoke was, it was very difficult for this reason. We had to pay for the the water, the utilities, for the lawn mowing, the upkeep on the house, the insurance. It cost about an average of $500 a month to have that empty house sitting there in Texas. At the peak of the coronavirus, We still had the house, and I was afraid, and I turned to God, and I said, is there anything you want me to do about that house in Texas? And I heard, put it on a special sale price for one week. Lower the price and put it on a special sale price. I did that that same day with the realtor, and the house sold in two days. You pray. You pray. Get out of this habit of asking ministers to pray for you, thinking they have some kind of power with God, when all they want is your money. Really. You pray. And look at the scriptures on prayer. Just take every New Testament scripture on the subject of prayer. And keep it before you day and night until you have enough faith to pray. Thank you for allowing me to speak with you today.